three, two, one. Welcome. Um, we have a very special guest today. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself. You have an awesome, um, if you have a lot to share and you're an expecting mother, you have, tell us. <laughs> tell us. Um, so I'm Andrea and um, I've been married for three years. I'm seven months pregnant. Um, I've always competed in fitness and other sports my whole life. So being an athlete is a huge part of what I am. Um, I'm also a Christian, so I like faith is super important to me. Um, and we just started a new business. Um, for so it's fun to see your podcast, you know, and then also be able to share kind of what we're up to here. Um, and yeah, I got this huge, huge old belly that weighs a ton <laughs> right here in front of me on my lap. Yeah, but you, you really can't even see like you, you're as beautiful as ever or even more, I guess you're glowing. That's what they say, right? When you're pregnant, you're glowing. You're glowing. That is what they say. So um, I know a little bit about your dating history with your now husband. And I think that it's very, very uh, interesting. Uh, so tell us about that. Because I think that um, nowadays with women, especially with social media and um, society in general, it almost seems like women are pushed into this, you have to be this sex symbol, sexy, sexy, and it's all about sex. And um, with your faith and you were able to not, to kind of go against the grain um, and do what you believe and stand strong in your beliefs and both of you, um, were, you know, you stuck to it. You dated for a while. Um, so tell us, cause I think it's very important because it's easy for young women to be just swayed and not stick to what they believe now. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on like you're saying culture, but I also think the pressure comes from like the guys that are used to dating like that. Then they feel like maybe, Oh, maybe I'm not going to be worth it for them to pursue if they're, if we're not like taking part in the hookup culture norms, you know? So I think it's really, it's really tough, but it definitely puts it on the girl because it's kind of like they're either saying yes or no. And like, I think they're afraid of saying no kind of thing, but, but yeah, so a little bit of background about us. We met at um, basically like a Christian retreat that um, also involves fitness as well. It's interesting because I came from like the extreme fitness side and he came from the church side. So we were both very different when we met, but we both like really had an open-minded um, mindset about like, uh, you know, the other person's you know where they're at and so it was it was pretty cool like I grew up in the church and I, I wasn't as connected to it because it takes time and I was so busy competing and traveling and teaching seminars in CrossFit and being in the CrossFit games and stuff like that and he was you know super busy as well but he just really cared about um, attending church and teaching Bible studies um, to younger men was like his thing like you know when he was like in college he was mentoring some high schoolers and then when he he was like 26, 27 when I met him. He was meeting, meeting, uh, mentoring boys in college. So it's, it's pretty cool to like see how far we've come because it seems like that was so long ago. Um, but it definitely was my first relationship that I I didn't feel pressured to like um, – you know, jumped, jump in too quickly, you know? And I, and I think it was, um, it was really refreshing because, uh, I just got to like know him as a person and I felt like he got to know me like emotionally also, um, before like anything was like really like attached, you know, physically. So, um, yeah, so we just really took it slow and to us, it would like, it, it made it, 
kind of seem faster because it was more intentional. It was like, oh, I really like this guy. And I think he, I think he really cares about me. He keeps calling and we're doing all this stuff together and we're definitely making time for one another and even kind of started planning our future pretty early. But for me, like I've always been like hopeless romantic, like love, 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 love <laughs> stories, all that. So for me, I was just like, this seems like the real thing. Like I've never been treated like this, but it seems like this is what I've been hoping for. It, could this be real? You know? Um, and so, yeah, so that we just dated like that and, and we, um, we did wait to have sex for marriage and, um, it was actually really fun because we only dated for like probably a year before he asked my father, like for his like blessing, um, for him, for him to ask me to marry him. But then it took him a really long time to actually ask me to marry him. Like it took him six months. I'm like, okay, my dad called me and told me that Pete had asked because you know, like, like went against the grain. He's like, guess what? I'm like, okay, clearly this is your first time. That's not really normal. That you would literally tell me this. But so then for six months, I'm like, what the heck? Did he change his mind? Um, but then, yeah, we got engaged. And then six months later we were married. So um, we got married at the two year mark. And so two years is a long time to like, I guess abstain from that kind of stuff. But for us, we just kept thinking of it as a discipline and it wasn't just a discipline for ourselves and for our future marriage, but it was a discipline to God. We were like, Oh, this is going to be so good for us spiritually to just not be so distracted. And I think that can be a huge glue that distracts people from the big issue um, that you kind of need to think through. Okay. Could this really be a person that I want to do life with forever? And we kept thinking about like what marriage was about and, and reading, books about what marriage is about and like marriage really isn't about sex I mean it, you do have it and that's great and it's super fun and like you know doing that once we started you know we were married was was really awesome but it it really was just helping us you know get set on the most important stuff and then go well we'll just put that down the road for later you know yeah <laughs> and it's and that's the problem is is when that's a foundational piece of someone's marriage it makes it really unhealthy like you really have to have strong structure in your marriage. Yeah, and then what about when you have kids and stuff like that? And it's like, how can that even be, you know, a main, a main focus? It's not a, pri it can't be a priority when you like, you know, you got kids, you got a dog, you got this, you got that. There's not, it's really not a priority. And if it is in the beginning, how can you possibly convince your partner? Oh, well, it's not a priority anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. But like, it is a big priority for people that are normally dating, especially in cities with a lot of young people. I think that's like, what they think about when they think about romance, they think about um, experiencing each other like that. So it is it is really dense, like what you said, against the grain. Um, but but yeah, we had lots of friends that dated like that too. So we asked a lot of questions and we, we hung out with a lot of people that were like, yeah, you could do it. It's possible. Like you could do it. And you know, <laughs> I really recommend it, you know, but they're like, you know, just people that we looked up to um, and wanted to like have marriages like them. Not like they had a perfect marriage by any means, but more like, okay, like I want to have like a friendship. Like I want to really be, I want to feel like this is my, my closest friend and not just say it on Facebook when I post about right. it because I you know that's a very popular you know yes. thing to say as well but it's like i really want to feel like he likes me for me and i really want to get to know him and make sure that okay is this the guy i want to be with for the next 60 years of my life it's a huge decision um we'll be sharing every meal together <laughs> that we can that's like if you can't stand each other you need to figure that out real quick <laughs> and, um, and, and also like do you want to raise kids with this person do they have the same values and do they have the same you know foundation um as you do and if 
And even if all those answers are yes, there's still a point where you have to come to a conclusion of choosing them, you know? And then once you choose them, like I do really believe like that, like marriage is forever. I really do think that's how, you know, it was intended. And, and I, and for me, I'm like, I just don't want to um, get into something that eventually I'm going to regret or, or, or need to get out of. Right. So it was like, okay, we're taking this really seriously, you know? So it's, <laughs> It was a little intimidating, but now I, I think we've gotten through a lot of our hard stuff. The first six months of marriage was tough. Um, cause then well, because like, you oh guys also, you live separate. You only moved in together after you got married, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah, so we hadn't um, lived together either, which was a huge thing once we got married. Going, oh, this is different. But you know what? It was actually beautiful that way because for us personally, it was like, oh, we're like not playing house and then getting married and nothing changed. We really started playing house when we got married. <laughs> that was, you know, totally big adjustment. Yeah, it really was. And so we're at a good time now. I mean, we had like, you know, we will have had like three years of marriage before the baby comes, which was really, you know, cool because we met later in life mm -hmm. where, you know, some people like if they meet like way earlier in life, maybe they have like a lot longer or maybe they have kids early, but like I'm 32 and having my first child. And like, I think that's like, okay, that's not how I ever thought it would go. I always thought I would get married earlier and start earlier, but this is how, you know, this wasn't what I believe God's plan for, you know, how it was supposed to turn out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. Like how many kids can I realistically have? You know, it's like, <laughs> well, and it's, are you guys here? Or did you guys leave? Where are you guys at? We're in New York city. Yeah, okay. You are in the city. So I wasn't sure if you, cause I know you're from out West. I don't know where he's from, but Okay, so you're still here and it, you, you have to be realistic about space and all this other stuff that comes with being in a city, like a small city. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys have a two-bedroom? We have a two-bedroom. Um, we actually just got a place upstate also. So that's, Ooh, I think, okay. because I'm from Michigan, so I am very much like I need a little, I need a backyard, I need, I need space. Um, yeah. so thankfully we have that. It won't, that will just be, you know, weekend getaway kind of thing. But even so, if we're crammed in here during the week, it's fine. We know we have somewhere with a little bit of space to kind of breathe at. Mm -hmm. But I think that, yeah, having a two bedroom, even if we have another kid, like we have one little girl now, if we have another, whatever we have, they can share the room for a little bit and we'll just have to figure it out. But, um, it's definitely an, a wild thing raising a kid in this city. I can't, I'm, I still can't imagine doing it yet. I'm doing it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's New York city and there's just so much going on, especially now with COVID and quarantine and how has your pregnancy been? Well, so I'm like 29 weeks, so pretty far into it. I didn't realize that I was going to get to 29 and not really start counting the 30, 34, 35, a lot of the women now, they just start counting backwards and they say, oh, we're 10 weeks out or like we're nine weeks out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've gone to the point now where like I'm counting to the days where I'm going to have to give birth. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like so intimidated by that. I'm like, I just hear so many stories and you know, they're real, real stories that, you know, birth is painful and birth is scary. You plan, and, what do you have? Uh, you plan to do at the hospital? You have midwife, a doctor, what's your, we have a doula, but we are going to be at Lenox Hill hospital. Oh, that's where I delivered. Okay. 
Okay, okay. Did you like it? It was, it was impeccable. We didn't, uh, I went, I actually went in three times. So I went in, I, I ended up going to 41 weeks. So I was a week late, which is fine. Um, I went in on, I was supposed to be induced on Sunday, which was a week after I was due. But on Friday or Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, I don't remember, my doctor called me and said, hey, how are you feeling? And at that point, I'd already been having contractions for about uh, 18 hours. And they say, don't go, especially during that time, it was the middle of COVID. I didn't want to go in until my contractions were really close together. So when he called, my contractions were about three and a half minutes apart. So I figured, okay, I'm going to go in soon. He called, I told him that, and he said, come in now. Because now, or at that time with the city, I'm on the west side. I'm basically directly across from Lenox Hill. So it took me like five minutes to get there, where now it could take 45 minutes, depending on traffic. But it was very quick to get there. So I got there at around noon, but my I wasn't dilated. I was only like a little tiny, maybe, like barely dilated. So they said, either we can induce you, or you go home, suck up the pain a little bit more, come, come back when either your water breaks or your mucus plug comes out. Around four, my mucus plug came out. And when that happens, you'll just know, like you just, cause I remember being like, what is that? Because you know, they explain it, but you, you don't really know. But when it happens, you'll know. That's the easiest way to put it. So I went back and then my contractions had gotten further apart, but I was more dilated. So it was like the opposite of what, not the opposite, but you basically need both things to happen to keep, to go into labor. So they said, okay, we can either um, induce you or go back home. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back home. I don't wanna be here more than I have to be. Then at 7 p.m. my doctor or eight, my doctor called and said, hey, come in, we're gonna get this thing rolling. And I ended up going in, my water broke and everything just flew. Like I was there by like 8.30 or nine. And then I had her at 1 a.m. Wow, that's so, so fast. Yeah, so it was, I was having the contractions and was technically in labor for over 24 hours. But by the time I got to the hospital and for the final time, I like had the delivery um, and I didn't see one other patient. It was only nurses, only doctors. It was super empty, absolutely clean. They came in, they were they were on top of it. I don't know if you plan to breastfeed, but they show you. I didn't think I would be able to um, because my mom didn't wasn't able to for any of us. She just wasn't producing. So I figured if I can, amazing, if I can't, but I did end up breastfeeding for the first few months. Um, and they show you, they have a lactation specialist that will come around and answer questions. Um, it was, it was really a, I don't want to say easy process, but it was quick. It was, um, the staff there is incredible. Did you happen to meet your delivery doctor yet? No, no, I didn't meet mine either. I didn't even know it was a man. I thought it would be my OB, the, a woman, but come to find out there's just, it was two guys that were on rotation and I just got one of them and he was fine. Um, was you, it Dr. Sacco? No, Dr. Stromer. Oh, actually, that's 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 gonna be my um, my yeah. They they talked about those two men, Stockholm and Stromer, and yeah, that's gonna be my um delivery doctor. Again. I'm very curious to hear what ends up happening because Dr. Stromer is he's uh an Orthodox. Well, I'm Jewish, 
and he's an Orthodox Jewish, like he's a religious guy. Like he comes in with his kippah, he has a tzitzit. It's very interesting. Oh, wow. So I'm very curious to see what ends up happening with you. Um, but it was a, they were very, very good. Like they knew everything that they said, because at one point um, they had to give, um, I'm everything is escaping me right now, but basically to help to induce you. And they're like, normally when this happens, the baby's heart rate will drop and we'll just have to flip you over on all fours. And it, that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't, it's really, I like, I went into it with the mentality of it's basically my greatest competition, right? Like I've ran races, I've done, like you've competed in all sorts of different events. It's basically like that. It's like, okay, you're at the starting line. It's yeah. Like be ready to roll with whatever comes your way. You're going to be amazing. It's totally, um, I would say order the Freedom Mom kit if you haven't. What's it called? It's called Freedom Mom, F-R-I-D-A Mom kit. And it has like uh, ice, like these long ice packs that you can break and then you stick them in. They have like disposable underwear. They have uh, perennial wipes. They have uh, perennial foam. I'll send you a link, but it's, I went through like three of those kits because I ended up having an episiotomy, but it was, it literally saved me. Like, I'm sure that that I healed up very quickly. Um, Basically, I think from when I had her till about 10 days, I was like, this is rough. But after 10 days, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm alive. I'm fine. This is, this is fine. Yeah. You get part, you pass the hard part. Yeah. Over the hill. Okay. It's time from here. Yeah. And I mean, 10 days isn't that crazy because every, honestly, looking back at it now, it all just blurred together. I'm very curious to hear what happens after. So we definitely have to do a post interview yeah that'd be awesome i mean it's just intimidating for me because like my mom had four kids like all of her brothers and sisters my dad's brothers and sisters they all had like two to four kids so i'm like used to like being around the process of you know child raising and whatever yeah i'm from denver colorado so yeah they have lots of kids out there lots of space you know <laughs> and so it is interesting but at the same time i'm like okay i'm gonna be living in a totally different world than them and um, i hope my mom comes out and is able to like be with me during the the process of just taking care of the baby and just learning how to breastfeed speed and things like that that are super intimidating for me as well mostly because you can't predict it you know and I think CrossFit really um prepared me well for that because you can't predict what the test is going to be but you can just do your homework and and you can train the way that you need to train based on who you are and then you know once you're ready for the test it's like you don't know what it's going to be but you're going to you hope that you're ready and so for us like you know we have a doula she was one of my friends that was actually she spoke at our wedding she's very sweet and um just a longtime friend so so she became a doula three years ago has delivered like I think 10 babies maybe. Amazing. so still, still pretty new in it but um but definitely has kind of led us in uh have you ever heard of birth fit yeah birth fit is yeah yeah did you use them at all like as a resource or? I did but I, I'm vaguely familiar yeah I think it's, I follow them yeah, yeah, yeah. And so do, so did I. And so she runs BirthFit New Jersey and she teaches seminars out of there um, as basically a regional director. But she's she's very helpful. And I just was thinking, okay, you know, it's like kind of like having a mentor as you go into it and then a birthing coach for the moment. And I know they have nurses that, of course, will be the birthing coach, you know, but for some reason it was special for me to like have someone that I knew there along with Pete and I, um, although like, you know, family members and stuff like that aren't permitted to like be in there, um, you know, during COVID. And so it'll just be, you know, 
three of us and she was telling me like yeah like you know during labor i mean you come to the bathroom you do all this stuff because you're pushing and you're pushing everything out and she goes we're about to be way closer than we already are and i'm like yeah let's do it yeah. wow it's disgusting um so it's kind of like one of those things i'm just you just can't be ready for it but you know i'm like when people say oh like december 3rd that's your due date like that's great i'm like yeah that's my death date like i'm just literally treating it as like not looking forward to that at all being pregnant is fun you know <laughs> but yeah so life will go on i'm sure yeah, yeah you're gonna be amazing there there's zero question you'll be you'll be fine <laughs> Well, thank you for your confidence. Definitely. Yeah, it's a boy. Um, we don't know what we're going to name it yet, but we call it Baby J. And uh, we like the names James, um, James, J, and uh, Jet. Like Jet. Oh, that's so um, cute. Jet is very cute. Yeah, I mean, they're name. all cute, but. Our last name is so Montalvo. Montalvo. I mean, white people can't get it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my family's like, Montalvo? Like, I'm so close. It's like, you are so close, but. Sounded out, yeah. It's so I'm like, okay, we gotta make it easy on this guy. Let's give him one syllable and sayable. <laughs> Jet, James, J. Easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the process for us with pregnancy. My I, Pete's cracking me up honestly because it, not only does he not know this stuff, and I don't know a lot of it either, but I'm easier to remember it. He's like so freaked out by stuff, and then he's like, and he forgets instantly. And I'm like, remember, there's like. You know, trying to teach him stuff and he's like I'm like we went through the class and they were talking about certain things and it's like so foreign to him he's just like all he knows is that I've gained 20 pounds and I'm like really every time I open you know I'll open the refrigerator door and hit it closed with my stomach and I'm like how did that even happen you know wham <laughs> yeah and so it's adjusting for me but it's like a way more adjusting for me it's just like this is crazy it's wild too because for us I don't know what it is. Like I have nieces and nephews, but I never, I never felt so maternal. Like I've always been into sports and athletics and, you know, playing sports, but right. it really, once I had her, it just, the maternal instinct just kicked on and it comes so easily and so quick. And my husband, like we both joke about it now. Cause he's like, I didn't know you had it in you. And I was like, I didn't either, but here it is. Like, and it's amazing. Like it just comes so fast and easily, thankfully for a woman, like it's, in, it's within us. Yeah. I, I met a girl on Facebook marketplace the other day. I was like getting rid of like a bunch of random things like sheets and uh, a maternity pillow that was extra that I didn't need, like random stuff. So she came and we like talked like friends. Like we got each other and she's like, you look so cute. She's like, don't you love being pregnant? And like, she was talking to me like she's my friend and she had her kids with her and she was like, I loved being pregnant. And she just told me all the reasons why. And she's like, we are just, women are made to like, our bodies are made to adapt yep. and birth baby, make babies, birth babies, feed babies. She's like, isn't it incredible the way that like, you know, the way that it all like is, is planned it's, it's so natural. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but she just said it. And then she said, Oh, well, since you live here in the city, are you going to do you guys have a car? And I'm like, yeah, we have a car. And she was like, oh, cause we don't. And we never thought we really needed one, but we were waiting on a taxi, um, for, um, on new year's 
for hours because all the New Year's, um, yeah. you know, or like everybody needs taxi or Ubers or whatever. So they were waiting for hours and she ended up having the baby outside her apartment. Oh my and God. And I'm like, no way. And she's like, get yeah, everyone. And she was carrying him. And she was like, I literally had him on the ground. Right in my place. I'm like, you're kidding me. How are you even okay? She was like, you know, I would have never ever wanted that for anybody not myself and she was like i was fine like I, then i went to the doctor like three hours after we had the baby finally got a taxi what? it was an awkward crazy ridiculous thing and then by the time we got there they clipped the cord and, and gave me you know the baby and i was able to breastfeed she goes it was so fine and i'm like Wow. Please don't let that happen to me. I don't want to give it <laughs> Oh my gosh. But extreme situation, I know. But I had to mention that. That is <laughs> wild. Well, and it just shows women, like, I mean, you know how to endure pain. Like, from competing, like, yes, this is a different type of pain. Yeah. But also, I kept, and I spoke with my sister at, at one point, and she has two little, two little, or two kids, whatever. And she, we kept, and we didn't even discuss it, but we kept saying the same mantra. And only after we talked about it, she was like, yeah, I, I said that when I was having both my kids, which was, women go through this all the time. Like, I'm not the first woman to go through this. I'm not the last woman. This is what our bodies are made for. Like, right. truly, this is what they're made for. Yeah, exactly. So then did you uh, work out throughout your pregnancy? I did. I, um... The last, so the week 41, I got one or two workouts in, but I ended up just going for really long walks, like eight miles, 10 miles. I took my dog and we went through Central Park. And uh, oh my yeah, God. because that's what they say is like, we have an assault bike and I was on that also thinking that will help with like inducing because, they, and they also say if everything is like, if you're having a healthy pregnancy, which you are, that sex helps a lot, help it like to induce um something about softening the cervix but it's like there's a bunch of things that you could do and walking for whatever reason just plain old walking helps with it um so i was walking like eight miles 10 miles every single day trying to induce for that for oh, the week 41. what if you're going into labor four miles away from your house i know i had my phone one day i was on the phone with my grandma who lives in la and she, her she had her first one at 15 because this is you know a long time ago and um, she was like, yeah, even if you, if you feel like you're going to labor, you just keep walking because you're like, you're not going to actually go into labor. Like, it's just going to help with the dilation and the contractions. And she's like, just keep walking. I'm like, ah, she's like, no, no, it's fine. I've had four kids. I'm like, okay, grandma. Thanks. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's it's crazy. crazy. But you're still working out. You have a few weeks. You're going to probably work out all the way to the end. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we started a new um, fitness company for women, which has been really exciting, Pete and I. Um, and it's ironic, right? Having a guy help you start a women uh, a women's fitness company, but um, it's it's been really cool. But it's actually helped me like hold me accountable and stuff because there are days when I don't want to work out because of time, um, honestly, because the business takes so much time. But also like um, you know just not wanting to, just like feeling full or feeling big or feeling heavy or feeling like my knees 
knees hurt or my back hurts or something like that where I'm like, oh, this is not going to go away even if I work out. But every time that I do and I exercise or maybe even get some weightlifting in and combine those two things together, it's like I feel better afterwards, you know. So I always try to like convince myself going, okay, you know what? Lots of people work out during your pregnancy. You're not alone in this. Like they make time. Obviously, you are, you know, I, I make efficient workouts that take like less than 15 minutes, you know. So it's like the timing thing isn't really excuse me, like a, it's not a really a, a valid excuse. And I know that, but it's just interesting when you're like, okay, physically, I don't feel like I know pushups are going to be hard. I know my dips are getting hard. Everything's I harder. I feel heavy and I feel like I can't jump or move or run as easy. So I'm like, that's the kind of stuff. And I realize it's actually just pride because it's, it's trying to hum- it's humbling myself. Like, it's like, wow, this is harder than it's ever been. And it was harder than it was three weeks ago. And now I'm bigger. And so it's also just kind of going back to the drawing board and going, okay, this is where you're at. And, and, and working out is good for you. And that's the bottom line. And so, um, it's been interesting. So I think we talked before, you know, we push play, but you know, just people in general that think that, you know, working out is bad for women when they're pregnant, which is very silly to me. It's crazy. Um, working out is always healthy. <laughs> always. And especially for the baby, you know, it increases the circulation. There's so many benefits for mom and baby and also mental health, like just to yeah. move, it just helps so much. I think that now that it's like during, since it's COVID, I think it's mostly just here in New York, but other places, gyms have opened, but lifting like actual weights and stuff would be for me also really good and really beneficial. Obviously, if you're not doing it before, you don't start something new, but if you were doing it before, you want to continue and um, it's the best thing you can do for yourself and your baby. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is like, I always have to remind like, like my community because um, it's called Embrace Movement. And it's been really fun to start actually, because the way we do our programming is all on Instagram. And we have a public account that anyone can view and get some, some cool things for free as well, um, called Embrace Movement. But then our actual private page is just women. So that's more of like a, uh, I guess, a private community that like, you have to like, you know, get a membership or get a subscription on our website to get into. Um, and then we just add them from their social media. What's the media. website? The, the website is www.embracemovement. It's movement without the vowels okay. and then .com. I'll add a and link so, here so people can see it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so that, and, and I would love to like, you know, kind of get more into this later, but I definitely want to give your listeners specifically a month free because um, just trying it is like so good for people to just figure out, is this what I want my lifestyle to be? Do I want to be able to like get access to this programming every week or whatever? Um, but trying it, I think is just the best way for people to just go, okay, what is best for me? And is this my style? And, you know, is this something I can even keep up, you know? And yeah. so I work out a week. Um, there's also five faith videos a week. So we have 40 videos of content coming out every month. Wow. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so you definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's developing a ton of content, but it's, it's kind of all hours of the night going, all right, let's work until 1am because <laughs> we're tired right now and the baby's coming and then we'll be very tired. So yes. do seriously do everything you can now because, and also you'll want to look back on these videos when you're pregnant and see you'll want Like I, I'm so happy that I recorded a lot of my videos like when I was pregnant, because when your tummy gets big and then you go back to having abs and you go back to flat, you're like, I can't, like, I look at my little one now and I'm like, I can't believe you were in here. Like, 
Right. The skin, I hope it just stretches right back, but I, I don't know. I just hope so. But it's, it's really interesting because it's like, you know, it's, it's helped me accountable, you know, cause I'm doing the workouts. Like I'm, I'm not doing them every day. I would th- say that I do like three to four of them and the rest are videos that kind of are more just like demos and tutorials and stuff that we put out for their daily programming. But, um, but so it's very, it's very, it's been a very good thing for me because I have to remind them too. It's okay to lift weights when you're pregnant, especially if you were doing it before. And then I also like, even on the, our Instagram that we have like we do stories and so like all the story of me like doing like holding a 35 pound weight and doing squats or doing a thruster which is a plus a press or um you know i'll be jumping side to side or something and i'll have to remind them this is not heavy for me like personally you know i've been doing crossfit for 11 years yeah i've been squatting with weights since i was in middle school like just so you guys aren't worried of my of my safety or that I'm being dangerous, like you know I can squat you know 260 pounds and exactly. this is 35. This is okay for me, my body. You know it's not strenuous, and I'm not also trying to brag and go this is so easy because it's not so easy. I'm like I'm tired, you know what I mean? But I'm creating a human. Cool. Hello. Well, yeah, it's more just to remind them I'm safe and this baby is safe. And like, I'm not going to guide you guys into doing things that are not safe. And you, you know? have so much experience. You've worked with a lot of women for, I remember talking with you, I don't know, a couple of years ago that you worked with so many different women at all sorts of different types of gyms. And you like, you're very familiar with how this works and how it's affected your body. It's only beneficial. Yeah. And I think people kind of look at it as like a flag, like a red flag, if it's their first baby. Yeah. Right. They're like, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. How dangerous is that? And you're like, no, um, I get it. Cause you, I haven't been experienced in having a baby before, but at the same time, like I want what's best for this guy too. And you know, you know so your body. That's, I think the ultimate, yeah. like, you, have to you know, your body. There was a little, I did a, uh, I don't know. I was probably like 37 or 38 weeks pregnant, but maybe 37. I did a little video, a breakdown because I was doing burpees and obviously they were very modified, but I did like a very slow-mo video of how my stomach didn't even touch the ground. Or if it did, it was like, just, just (laughs) barely just because, you know, you go to your, you kick your feet back, you go to your knees and I didn't have any issues with impact things. So I was still able to bounce my feet forward and kick my feet back or do high knees or whatever. And I got so many DMs, which is why I did the, I broke down the slow-mo of the burpee. And so many women were just like, oh, I thought you were putting, I'm like, no, I would never put pressure on my stomach. I would never lay on my stomach when it's like mega. I know there's a little person in there. I'm not like, I promise I am doing this for the safety of all of us. Yeah. The slow-mo I bet really helped. Like to get a side view too. I'm like putting my knees down and just doing like a little mini push-up. Like I still keep my hips like hinged. And so like if I kick my feet back, put my knees down and just do a push-up and then come right back up. I'm like, you know, I'm, yeah, like you're saying, grazing your tummy on the ground maybe, but most reps I'm not even going that low. And the push-up is the hardest part. Right. Doing a knee push-up that's 20 pounds heavier than it was before, and my arms are probably less strong than they were before because COVID has really taken away a lot of my strength and fitness of what I'm comfortable doing because I only have like a couple. You're just working without minimal equipment. 
in minimal equipment, right? And so, you know, even just not being able to be in a gym for six, seven months, anyone that's um, listening to this podcast that doesn't live in New York City, I mean, they're probably like, well, why haven't you been able to go to a gym? Because it's a different feel. COVID has affected people differently when they live different places. I mean, I have to remember, oh, when I talk about going to church and watching church on Zoom on our um, on our daily videos for Faith Talk, I'm like, Oh, there are people all over the world that are going to church now. That is so actually weird. going, actually I'm going to going the gym, to actually meeting. going to church. Yeah, and I'm like, ours aren't open. No way. It's so sad. And so for me, I'm like, it's almost like I have to remember. Okay, they are not going to understand this. So you have to explain in depth. You know, like. Ours was the epicenter, it seemed like, of the pandemic. New York City is a extremely populated and dense, you know, dense people and dense population. Yep. <laughs> yes. And had a lot more restraint. Restraints. So it just was um, very interesting to remember that, too. Well, it's, it's so easy to forget. Like, I see people on, you know, on social media and they're posting their gym photos and this and that. And I'm like... I can't believe there are these old videos. Are they new videos? I can't believe that people are actually back to the gym. People aren't wearing their masks. We have a gym in our building and they opened it up. So every other piece of equipment's open. And it's like a lot of older people. So there's a lot of treadmills. There's a lot of like, there's only one rack with one barbell with minimal um, actual plates to use, but they, they like boarded it up. So you can't even use that. And I'm just like dying to squat like a real, some real weights with the bar, like, and it's been months. Yeah. You should just ask them. You should just be like, Hey, this specific movement for me is, is super important. If I clean it before and after, is there any way I can do it a couple times a week? To I keep think up I might weight? have to, because I've just been used, like they, they even close off a section where they have like all the free weights. And they only have like the lighter weights, so it only goes up to 40 pounds. And I mean, I say lighter weights for most people, that's probably heavy, but you like, what am I going to do with 40 pounds? I'm like, I can do, I can only do so many tempo squats. I can only do so many unilateral things. Like I want to lift. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's interesting. Does your husband exercise with you? He, uh, during my pregnancy, we did a lot of exercising together. Um, he only started working out probably a year before we got married. He never, okay. he wasn't, and it's weird too, because he wasn't into fitness. He wasn't into exercise. He never played sports. So only when we like were seriously dating after we are engaged, did he really get into fitness? Um, and he got into CrossFit. He's been doing it. He loves it. Um, and now we don't really work out together because typically our time is between the baby, like if, unless she's napping or something, but yeah, someone has to watch her. So we don't work out together. Maybe once a week we try. Yeah. Trying. I think it's important. Yeah. Like on Wednesdays we have like, uh, we have like different programmings each day and on Wednesdays is like a partner workout. And although like some people can do partner workouts, you know, they have a, fr a friend they can come over, they can meet someone at the gym or whatever it is. Some people are like, I don't even have access to a partner, it's not fair. But like, but then we celebrate, we celebrate in the stories or whatever, when someone finally gets their boyfriend to work out with them or <laughs> finally gets someone to work out with them, they're like, oh my gosh, because I always do like a solo version too. So I'm like, okay, if you're solo, you'll do this. But they're like, oh, I see all these videos of people doing them together, how fun it looks, and I just do the solo version. And then they're like, oh my gosh, first time I got to Workout with my spouse or whatever it is. 
and, there, and, and sometimes I think it's interesting. The guys will be like, oh, that's a girl workout. That's a girl program. That's a girl workout. But it's like, you can grab a heavier weight, bro. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> just like the rest of us. It's humble yourself and try it. You know, it's, it's so true. Cool. I think that a lot of times people don't realize that they can vary it. They can add weight. They can, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly as it's written. You can make right. it more challenging. Right. And all you need is a program to guide you through that and making sure that, that program is full of scales and things like that are really important. Like, for example, Pete's mom is, um, she's like 60, you know, she's retired and she, um, can exercise like she's mobile and you know, she's able to move, but she doesn't, if it's too hard, I mean, she would not mind me saying this. If it's too hard, she'll quit. Do you know what I mean? Fair. She's, she's like, Oh, I'm good. You know what I mean? And, um, and if it's, if it's too, if there's not skills provided, she would get confused on what she should be doing. So she'd be like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But so I always try to like, you know, make the scales like appropriate to what she would need. And so one time I texted her, I'm like, Hey, can you do high knees? And she was like, uh, what else you got? And I'm like, uh, jogging in place. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, I use it as kind of framework for yeah. like all of them because especially with pregnancy, some women have a totally different pregnancy than I'm, what I'm experiencing. Right. And so when they are seven, eight, nine months, oh, jogging in place is something that is the only option for me right. if I'm going to do cardio or mountain climbers look a little different. You know, I might have to put my hands on the couch and right. move my feet back and forth rather than get on the floor and try to make this <laughs> athletic lunge mountain climber that's not realistic. So I'm like, okay, I got to remember, you know, you got to know your audience and, 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 you know, tailored towards them so that they feel like they're getting taken care of too. So it's, it's teaching me a ton. I mean, even coning, I'm sure you experienced it, but that was something diastasis uh, where your abs separate. Yep. Basically, your guts are coming out, yep. like between your abs. It's just something you want to avoid. But like, I do the most random stuff in cone. Like, I'm always <laughs> hyper aware of like, I mean, even just like taking, you know, something that you do normally, like getting out of bed for granted and being like, oh no, I have to roll over on my side, press and your, yeah, roll forearm, and press yourself and up instead of sitting up. You know, <laughs> it's. It's, uh, I had a pelvic floor specialist on, uh, a few weeks ago and we discussed Whoa. it a little bit. So it's really interesting because it's definitely, um, and that like, there's so many things you can do that you don't realize that you'll come. Like I stopped doing pull-ups really early because I realized that I was protruding like way, even after I couldn't do, I think I was probably a month and a half or two months after I had her, I didn't even yeah. attempt pull-ups because I knew that I, because it's so much abs when you're just, and you like, you, you really have to be conscious of that because it could be permanent damage. So you want to make sure right. that you're really making yourself tight before you go into any movement. So what were you, how did you get through, um, the diastasis at the, you know, after childbirth to get back into doing movements without making yourself come? I actually took the entire, I took one full month off. So I had her on April 18th. Um, and then May 18th, like I literally one full month, I did nothing besides pelvic floor stuff. Um, and not the normal pelvic floor, like everyone thinks of Kegels, but it wasn't that there's, that's just part of it. That's just the front part. It should be basically because there's four walls in your pelvic floor. So it was working all four walls. There was a bunch of different breathing exercises. Um, 
And I think it was really just letting my body heal and not jumping back into it too quickly. Um, and even now, to be completely honest, I won't do um, like things where I'm fully extended, like plank walkouts. I can do hanging things, like I can do toes to bar, I can do cross leg, alternating, totally fine. But anything that I'm on my back or I'm in like plank position, if I look down, I can see that I cone a little tiny bit. So I just try to not, I do other things to strengthen my action, like my, the, te- the transverse abdominals to keep myself here rather than anything that's in the front where your diastasis would happen. Wow. Okay. Like crunches and things like yeah. that. Like, or yeah, little crunches, like the toe reaches you, cause it's such a small movement. Um, I'll do those, but, um, it's really yeah. interesting. Some people like they, that they, that's all they think of when they think of abs is for movements and place. So like you kind of have to like help them understand that there's so much more you can do for core as well. Yeah, Probably. definitely. And with your programming, I think that there's so many, um, there's so many options that you could do with, because it's not just, you know, you the front, the abs, that the chiseled abs that everyone pictures and their, you know, their imagination, but like there, even it's so interesting. Cause I would start doing a lot of like cross the, the alternating cross body toes to bar. And I could literally feel myself like shrink back down. And there was wow. like one day that happened, like, I think it was probably four, four and a half months. I couldn't fit my pants up my hips. Like they would get stuck mid thigh, like my jeans, because your hips have to expand, right? When you're, or when you go in, when you give birth and it took a solid four and a half months for your hips to go to shrink back down because they're, you know, like there's not very much stretch in denim, like sweatpants or uh, leggings or spandex shorts, whatever, or easy just to pull up. But when I tried to put jeans on, I was like, holy crap, like I really, like your hips really widen and you don't really realize it until you try to put something on that, like even now you could fit it, I'm sure. But after pregnancy, after the delivery, you're like, holy And my hips have widened, like widened some, I've always had very, very, very narrow hips. So it's definitely like a weird process for that too. It's like, wait, my pelvis actually opens, but yeah, it's, it's happening. Yeah. But like I have a solid eight at Lululemon right now, everything in eight fits me. Anything that's a six or a four, I'm sorry, too tight for you now. Goodbye. <laughs> and, so like, and then after it's going to be even more, but it goes, it will just shrink back down. It just, you know, it takes time takes time it's so weird to think about that because it's like you know your workout clothes are very expensive but like you need bigger ones because your waist is simply not the same size yeah at all and so i'm like getting on facebook marketplace and i'm like buying people's old aids for like 20 bucks 25 bucks yeah. little, I mean, so such high quality and i'm like okay i'm gonna be wearing this for a couple months and that's that's fine temporarily so like, clothes of what you need because i like need them to fit. i'm like doing exercises and whatever and I, like on video and I'm like okay if I look like freaking muffin top central it's not <laughs> just about what I look like it doesn't feel comfortable like I don't like wearing stuff that's too small it makes me look ridiculous I'm like okay <laughs> I need some new spandex and I need uh things that look like look like oh okay so this girl's embracing this new change in her body she's not just trying to feel like all her old sizes 
yeah and my boobs are huge and whatever my back's so wide I'm like okay so never thought I'd fit in an eight ever but I am <laughs> maybe tens next month because everyone keeps telling me how much bigger I'm gonna get I'm like okay I'm getting ready for that I have like one 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 set of ten sports bras ready <laughs> it's so temporary you'll be back to yourself it in is. no time it is temporary. that's true <laughs> um so and you guys are planning to stay here in the city we love the city we do we don't love COVID in the city but who, who you know there's a lot of things that you just kind of just deal with but you know I, I love restaurants I love I don't love the winter here but I, I used to you know be a personal trainer I used to have clients all the time so I would just be in the city every morning or um you know usually like Upper East Side or um Union Square area was where my clients were but a lot of my clients um they live outside of the city and commute in so when quarantine and COVID happened it wasn't like you know if they're not willing to do yeah. Zoom or whatever it's of like everything ended for me and so that was pretty scary honestly um and that was kind of the reason why we were here was just you know my husband works close and i work here and so we would you know we're gonna stay here yeah. but it's like now obviously like everything has changed and we're both working from home and we're like we don't have to stay here but we do like it and we have a backyard which is nice and our rent is pretty affordable um although we have, we do have limited space in a one bedroom but it's it's the city life that's what you do here i'm not like oh i have to move and have this right away i'm like okay you know what let's do it until we can't do it anymore so let, let's just keep it going and i agree <laughs> it's like too much change at one time for us is is tough too my husband just got a new job we started this business and you know the baby's coming and it's like i don't also want to be dealing with a new space like i love you know where we live and what we're paying i don't want totally. to let go okay, we're going to totally transform everything in our lives at once. It's like, I need more time. Just time. And he'll sit, he'll sleep with you for like, we had the bassinet right next to the bed up until, and I think I saw you got a crib. I don't know if you're going to put it in the room or where you're going to put it, but he'll sleep with you for a while. Like we could probably keep her sleeping with us for a while longer. Cause she's thankfully a pretty good sleeper, but I just built the crib. Um, and I still haven't really found the heart to put her over there, but um, probably sooner than later, but that buys you at least another, you know, six, eight months or something. Yeah, we have like a really big living room. Oh, and, so like, perfect. We feed our dog, so we're trying to figure that out too. We have like a big 60 pound golden doodle. He's the sweetest and we're pumped to see him like, you know, with the baby and how he does. Does but, he know you're pregnant? I know, everyone asks that and like, He's honestly not the brightest job. I'm like, probably not. Like, he literally jumps on my lap all the time. There's no room for him. Even if I'm holding a computer, he's like, can I sit on your computer? I'm like, no, what are you thinking? Like, he can catch balls. He can chase balls, but he gets there and is like, I, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, definitely is not on to this big bump being a baby. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know, if he hears something outside, it's very interesting. Like, now he's started to more, like, gravitate towards my husband actually to follow him everywhere but then when I'm sitting down and if he hears something he runs and s sits right in front of me and watches the door and I'm like that you didn't use to That's do new. and now that I look more vulnerable now I feel like a damsel in distress but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time I'm like oh it's kind of fun too you know because it's like wow he really is like protecting me but he was not a protective 
golden doodle before. So he has a crate and he sleeps in there throughout the night. And so I'm like, do I want to bring the baby's crib to the living room, which would be totally fine. We'd have enough space for it. Yeah. But it's like, okay, how does that go? You know, do we leave just both of them together there? And, you know, it's like, I mean, I heard some people saying they recommend the baby is always in another room and you shush them and things like that, but not pick them up every time they cry, things like that. But then I'm like, okay, but realistically speaking, you know, keeping the baby in the bedroom would be easier. So I don't know what we'll do, but yes, for right now, the crib is in the room and trust me, like it's like almost touching our bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, like our wall space is limited. Our drawers are literally, we pull them out to our bed. Just and I'm like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, New York City is rough. It's New York. It's, I mean, that's, there's so many good trade-offs that it's worth it. Yeah, and you and I would say that, and other people that don't live here wouldn't say that, and we'd go, that's what makes us different. <laughs> that's why we're here still, through COVID and all, with babies and dogs, and yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I think that um, with ours, he are because he's a puppy. He just turned a year in... Uh, like the end of May, he knew I was pregnant. Like he would come up and put his nose on my stomach, like literally right in my belly button. And he would, he would smell like he knew it was so weird. And he just recently realized that she's a person because he has a bone that he'll fetch with. And he went, he went to her, she was laying down on the little boppy and he dropped her bone at her feet, like to, for her to throw it. So oh, he realized that she's a person, but he doesn't really know. Like the other day I, I got home, I had her in the stroller and I walk him. So it's like, you know, you're trying to manage both of them. I got home, I parked her. I took his collar, his leash off him. I took the trash out and the trash is right. It's very close to our, um, like by the elevator, it's very close here. So I left the door kind of perched open and I took the trash out. They're both in the apartment still. And I was gone maybe, you know, 20 seconds. And I come back and he's sitting right at her stroller, like on guard, you know, protecting her. Even normally he gets home and he goes to his water bowl and he, you know, goes and lays down or goes to his bed or whatever. But he was just waiting because he knew I left her there, I guess. I don't know. Wow. That's but, awesome. Yeah, it's very interesting because he's, you know, slowly realizing this is a person and this is going to be his little sibling and and that they're vulnerable like they they can tell too like this person can't protect themselves like this is a vulnerable gen- oh, I have to be gentle with it whatever I, I i am excited to see kind of like our puppy like it's our dog's like only two years old so well, not even so it's kind of like they'll be like raised together kind of thing like they, you know like, grow up together i can't even think about when the when the dog dies like i can't even go there like i can't but i'm like oh like Baby Jay will be in like middle school and like that's gonna be the worst year ever. Yeah. Like for <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even because it's just like I wouldn't say our dog is our baby, but no, like but he's a kid. Like he ours is definitely like he's our first kid. Like it's so tough because it's like I'm also a really strict dog parent, so I'm very like I call myself a tiger mom. I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> you know, like yes, no, we have rules in this house, but we both respect each other. I respect his freedom; he respects my boundaries. So it's kind of like a you know more of a companionship than a kid thing, but at the same time, it's like uh, I raised you and like I slept on the floor in the kitchen with you because you did you were potty trained and like stuff like that. And like okay, I have to go back to that mode that I was in when he was a real 
totally small puppy. And I'm like, I was freaking exhausted. I do remember that being month for months, exhausted crate training. And I'm like, okay, but I was so happy because I was like, finally had a dog. So I was like so tired, but I had a smile on my face. Yay. Like, Since yay. you've been through that, like you went through, went through that relatively recently. I swear to you, this is the craziest thing. He, my dog is more work than my kid. And I, <laughs> I think that it, I don't know if it'll be the same for you. I hope like for your sake, it is like the baby, the boy is easy, but it's truly with us. He, our dog is more work than our kid. It's crazy. And he's like, like, I'll send you a photo after this, but he literally stands in the window. He looks out the window, like looking at what's going on in the street. He sees dogs. He cries. He needs to go outside. He's this. And my daughter just, you know, she hangs out and I know she needs to eat every three hours. She does. She does it. She's just, she's easy. She hangs out. It's crazy. It's so funny. Well, yeah, we do have similar lifestyles. We do. Well, you're in for a treat. Like, Seriously, you're going to love it. You're going to have so much fun. Um, I want to know one last thing. Is there anything else you want to share? Hmm. Upcoming projects? Um, just Well, you were right. 60 minutes does go by fast. I know. <laughs> like, wow, it is just like talking on the phone with a friend, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> anything else I want to share? Um, well, we do have like a code for your, for your viewers and your listeners. I would say about 20% of our... Um, women's community is um that work out together and listen to the faith talks and comments and stuff like that i would say about a fifth of our women either are uh prenatal or postpartum so that's kind of like a fun thing to jump into but we wanted to open that up to your um, audience as well and so if um if you guys go to www.embracemovement.com um and you know you'll have the links and set up for them um then if you type in a women's experience in all caps or lowercase whichever one so a woman's experience so so that's the code to get a month free. Cool. So if they want to, you know, do that, if they want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Ager underscore bomb. I'll include the and link. I made a name. Yeah. Yeah. So Ager bomb. And, uh, you know, I mean, you guys can, you know, follow me from here on out or, or join the fitness community or just, um, just enjoy that. Like, you know, we're friends. Maybe I'll be back here on in the future, but, um, I really had fun being on here. So thank you so much. Of thank you for taking time out. I know you got a lot going on. Um, I'm so excited to see what happens. So please keep keep me posted. I'm going to be following along and hopefully the viewers will as well. I'll include all the links for them to see your your um, personal Instagram, but also your woman, the movement one. Um, and then also link your website. And okay, cool. um, yes, thank you for your time. I'm happy I got to meet Pete. Thank you. And um, be well and stay well. You too. All right. I'll see you later. See you. Have a good one.